0: Get out of here, Dewey. What are y'all doing in here? It's called cocaine, and you don't want no part of this shit. Cocaine? What's
1: it do? It turns all your bad feelings into good feelings. It's a nightmare.
0: I'm thinking maybe I'd like to try me some of that cocaine. City of God is a Brazilian crime film released in 2003 and directed by Fernando Meirelles. City of God tells a story of organized crime spanning over two decades in the city of God in Brazil. The movie is available on Prime Video. Please consider watching this film before joining us for the discussion portion of the show. Spoiler alerts are ahead. The film begins with an armed gang led by Lil Z running after a chicken around their town known as the City of God. An aspiring photographer named Rocket walks into the street and realizes that he is in harm's way with the gang. The film then flashes back to the 1960s as Rocket's brother named Goose and his two friends begin robbing motels. During a motel robbery, the trio agree not to kill anyone. They make a little boy named Lil Dice be the lookout. However, Lil Dice begins shooting anyone on sight. The attention forces the trio to split up. Months later, the cops are still after those responsible for the motel murders. Goose evades the cops but sees Lil' Dice and his friend Benny with lots of money. Goose takes the cash, but Lil' Dice shoots and kills him. As the 1970s begin, Rocket has fallen for a girl named Angelica. He tries his best to become closer to her, but child criminals known as the Runts ruin his chances. Lil' Dice, now known as Lil' Z, along with Benny grew up to take over the drug territory in the City of God. They eliminate the competition, except for Benny's friend named Carrot. Lil Z gets recognition around town for killing minor thieves, including one of the runts. Benny begins a relationship with Angelica. Deciding to leave the drug trade to build a future with her, a farewell party for Benny is planned. However, Blackie, Carrot's former manager, attempts to kill Lil Z, but accidentally shoots and kills Benny instead. Becoming unhinged due to Benny's death, Lil Z approaches a woman but denies him. Her boyfriend, the good-natured Knockout Ned, is beaten for his troubles and watches helplessly as Lil Z rapes her. This results in Knockout Nat joining forces with Carrot as a drug war ensues. As the drug war continues now in the year 1981, Rocket has established himself as a gifted photographer. Rocket goes to the city of God where he encounters Lil Z and his armed gang, exactly how the film began. Just as he is about to take photos, Carrot, Knockout Nat and their armed gang arrive to begin a shootout. Lil Z is caught by cops, but bribes his way to be let go as Rocket takes pictures of the entire scene. As Lil Z gets away, the Runts avenge their friend's death by shooting and killing Lil Z. Rocket snaps a picture of Lil Z's body and decides to take it to a newspaper and hopes for an internship. The film ends with the Runts, walking away armed, making plans to take over the drug territory. You know, Back in my day, man, all I wanted to do was travel this world, man. One of the places I always wanted to uh, go to was Brazil. And then I watched this film and I thought twice about it, bro. Huh. Fuck. This is my pick, brother. Mm-hmm. This is a film I've always wanted to review for a long time. So let's get started. So welcome, everybody, to episode number 54. 54. Of Beer in a Movie with the Side Boys. We're your hosts, fantastic as always. I'm Tiki the Dominator. And I'm Danny. Dude. I'm extra fantastic today, brother. I've been wanting to review this film for so long. I actually want to review this back in season one, but I was like, fuck it. We, you know how things are, brother. We mm-hmm. we push back yeah. many, many times. Saved it for season five. Oh, man, I fucking love this movie. One of my favorite films of all time. City of God. I have so much to say about this movie. We'll get into the plot, the characters, all that good shit. But discussion of this movie does not start without opening up some beers. So, brother, let her know we drink in night.
1: Tonight we are drinking a beer from Samuel Smith's and it's just called the organic chocolate stout.
0: All right. Clear the thing, brother. Since this was my pick, I had to buy the beer, right? Mm-hmm. So there's a Brazilian beer I, I would see often at a BevMo called Shingu beer. Mm-hmm. And it's from Brazil. So I said, all oh, right, perfect. I'm going to get this one, dude. You know? And of course, the fucking week we need it, it's not there yeah so i fucking i went with this one because uh this is made with cacao right and uh you can see the they talk about uh cocaine <laughs> cacao uh, cocoa is fucking close enough <laughs> yeah i guess so, yeah. <laughs> i know pedestrian fucking a uh, lame excuse and shit but you know what i love me a brown ale man or anything like that dude so get into this and get a sip right here bottoms up brother cheers Oh, yeah. Fuck yeah, man. This is great. Hmm. What do you think about this, man? Uh, it's all right. Yeah? Yeah. You're not, not into the Brownells, dude, or any of the um, like the Dark
1: Bruiser what? No, I like it. It's This one, I mean, this one's not bad. It's interesting,
0: I guess you could say. I'm getting a slip right here, bro. hmm I do have a shout-out of the week and a little bit of story time with Tig. I'll be very brief on it, dude, because I just want to get into this fucking movie so much, brother. Okay. So if you don't mind, Shout out of the week, man, it goes to the good brother, George Angiano. Bottoms up, brother. Let me get a sip right here. Cheers. hmm George, thank you for being a listener, brother. Means a lot to us. Uh, was nice, uh and an additional shout out, man, to Victoria. Victoria, I saw you at the at the Vons not too long ago. And your lady, George. Uh, he, she's the one that told me that you that you listened to us, man. So it was fucking awesome. Went out of my way and reached out to you and I told you I'll give you a shout out for a movie came up, and it was this one, City of God. Hopefully you go out of your way and check out the movie, brother. So much love to you and the family. I'm going to get a quick story, brother. I'll be, like, real brief about this, all right? So I've mentioned a couple times in this podcast that I don't smoke weed, right? I just don't. Uh-huh. But one of the few times I did it was with George, man. <laughs> and One time, dude, I got, like, fucking, I was blazed, man. And uh, we went to Jack in a Box afterwards when he was dropping me off home. And I swear, dude, it felt like we were, like, in the drive-thru for, like, an hour, mm-hmm. right? I was, it was, like, fuck, dude, like, and I remember, uh, I was, like, man, like, because it was just one car in front of us, and then it was us, right? Yeah. And it's, like, what's taking so fucking long, dude? And I was, like, it's like I was, like, damn, bro, we've been here, like, an hour. And then George High as fuck just goes... Maybe the person ordered two of everything. <laughs> <laughs> and I was high as fuck, so I was laughing my ass off, dude. But yeah, this a quick little story right there, brother. So, like, George, thank you so much for being a listener, brother. Much love to you and the family. Bottoms up. Cheers. hmm This is my beer, brother. Let me go first. Yeah, I'm gonna mm-hmm. drink this shit. hmm Man, I'm digging this, man. I love me a brown ale, man. Uh, the chocolate, sure, but it's not, like, overpowering for me. Um, I just think this is real fucking smooth. Give me four and a half stars out of five for this one, brother. Nice. Big, big fucking fan of this, uh, front runner for fucking, I know, two episodes in, but front runner for fucking, uh, the recap episode for my, uh, beer pick of the season, dude. Uh, I like this a lot.
1: I've never heard of Samuel Smith's brewery or I'm assuming that's the name of the brewery. Yeah. Um, it's organic. Chocolate stuff. It's using some kind of special cacao. This is uh, I can't really read that. It's like in very cur- Theo- yeah right Theobromia Theobroma cacao. There you go. Yeah. Um, it kind of has like a weird little aftertaste for me. I don't know if that's like the organic part or maybe I don't know. Maybe my taste buds are just fucked up because I am drinking a rain also. <laughs> um, but. Uh, it's not bad. Uh, it's not my favorite stout. I'm gonna give this one just a solid three out of five.
0: Cool, cool. And for those of you wondering out there, Danny is drinking a white gummy bear rain. Yeah, I mean that <laughs> that could be part of it. <laughs> well, I'm drinking one too, bro. But yeah. I still I still like it. Um, mm-hmm. uh, I like this a lot, man. Mm-hmm. No fucking qualms about it, man. Samuel yeah. Smith, go and get it, guys. This is pretty damn good. Hmm. All right, brother. Um, have you? Did you by chance check out City of God like before this podcast, or is this uh, your introduction to it? This is my introduction to it. All right, uh, just in what is there a way for you to describe it in one word, like uh, before we go forward? Mm, in one word, yeah, mm-hmm. or a couple, maybe then. Mm, interesting. <laughs> I mean, that's okay. very safe, good enough for me, Ben. Safe description. We yeah. got uh, we got plenty to discuss, in that. So I'll give you my introduction to City of God is uh, I've brought it up many times in this podcast. Uh, for all you listening, if you have nothing to do, right, and you just want to kill a little bit of time and want to check out a movie or something, go on Google and Google, they shoot pictures, don't they? It is going to give you 250 movies of the, of, from 2000 and on of the greatest movies of that era, okay? And it's going to give you, like, a pretty good summarization of what the movies are about. And I was on that uh, website, which I've mentioned many times. That's how I found out about Mysterious Skin. That's how I found out about Old Boy. That's how I found out about all these movies, right? And City of God was like number twenty, I believe, like at the time. Now it's been pushed back even more, which I don't agree with. Um, I gotta see the updated list though, because I remember like the last time I did see it, I was like, I was really like, uh, I I just didn't agree. You know, I don't know who puts this list together and shit, but like, by the way, bro, have you ever checked out the movie or heard of the movie Portrait of a Lady on Fire? No, I have not. Okay, well, it's a foreign film, so you know I fucking checked it out, right? Okay. Uh, I have it in my collection. Very good movie. Visually stunning. Good shit like that. But they already have that one in front of City of God, and I was like, no fucking way, man. Hmm. Like, whoever's opinion of it, is it that it's better? Whatever. No problem. But no way. I watched uh, City of God and I watched the next day and then the day after that and the day after that and I fucking loved it, man. And I watched Portrait of Later Fire one time and I thought it was very, very good. Mm. But I was like, nah, to me, it was not even a comparison of which one was better. Okay. Um, I don't know, I just I had to put that in there. Now, I don't know what rank City of God is now. It's probably like pushback even more as the years pass by and shit. Gotcha. But I would say go and check out this list and you're going to find, like, an abundance of movies that might interest you guys, all right? So that was my introduction to City of God, man. So now let's get into the premise of this film, all right? So the premise of this film is that there is uh, drugs and crime spanning decades in a city in Brazil known as the City of God, right? And, fuck, man, they. what I like about this movie a lot is that a lot of the—well, first of all, the actors, right? There's only maybe one notable act, actress in this case— Um the rest of them were just like, it was like their first time acting. Okay. So that's very fucking impressive. Right? Uh, cinematography wise, it was like visually stunning. And I, I also thought that a lot of like uh, the foot, uh, the way it was shot, man, it looked like raw footage of just shit that you would fucking find like in Brazil and shit like that. Hmm. And the thing is, man, is like whenever you see like, postcards of, like, Rio de Janeiro, right? You see the beaches and shit like that, right? Yeah. That would make me want to go visit, but then it's like, holy shit, you go into, like, the slums of Brazil, you're like, I ain't going anywhere near this fucking place. Yeah. Right? And that's what made me, like, think twice about ever wanting to visit Brazil and shit. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm staying my ass to the beaches in Rio de Janeiro, dude, on the outside. Mm -hmm. I ain't going to the fucking heart of it. You know what I mean? I'm still thinking twice about wanting to visit it ever again and shit, because there was a point in my life where I wanted to learn Portuguese and shit like that.
1: Yeah, I think Brazil is definitely one of those countries where there's beautiful parts, but there's also parts where you get your head sawn off mm. by the wrong people. So, sure. I mean, it depends on how
0: courageous you are. Exactly, brother. Saying it like that, man, I'm, I'm staying my ass home then. Yeah. <laughs> In that case, it gets <laughs> to be safe. Uh-huh. But yeah, let's get into the characters now, brother. Uh, there's quite a bit of them. Uh, and then along the way, there'll be more and shit, but we'll get into like the gist of like uh, the important characters. Uh, the first person is Rocket. And what you need to know about Rocket is that he is an aspiring photographer. Uh, Rocket does have a brother who is somewhat important because they do a lot of flashbacks in this movie. And, and what I like about City of God too is that uh, they have they break the movies down in between like little chapters and shit. Like not too much, but they do have a couple chapters. Yeah. Uh, he does have a brother named Goose that we'll get into uh, uh, early into the film when we break this film down. Uh, the next person I'm gonna get to is Lil Dice. And this motherfucker, this is the villain of the fucking movie. He is the ruthless gangster, man. He is a piece of shit. I'm just gonna say that right now. Okay. And the thing with Lil Dice is that he has a right-hand man. So you think that a piece of shit is only gonna hang out with pieces of shit? No. The next person I'm gonna get to is Benny. He is the right-hand man of Lil Dice, and he is a good, like good-natured person. He just happens to be. And grew up with a piece of shit that is Lil Dice. Yeah, and I'll say this right now, bro. Benny was actually my favorite character in this movie, bro.
1: Yeah,
0: I can see that. Yeah, okay. I, I I just had to put that out there. Um, the next character I'm gonna get to is Angelica, and that is uh, Rocket's love interest. Uh, but then shit happens between her. We'll get into that a little later. Uh, the next character I'm gonna get to is. Knockout Ned. Shout out fucking 94,738 to the good brother Ned Nava. Because when uh, we brought this movie up and like, yeah, Knockout Ned. He is a good natured person, just like our good brother. Right, yeah, dude? Yeah. yeah. So, bottom's up to the good brother Ned Nava. <laughs> Cheers. hmm The next character I'm going to get to is Carrot. Carrot is a competitor of Lil Dyson and, and also happens to be Benny's friend. Uh, Carrot is a drug dealer. We'll get into that a little more in the last characters i'm gonna bring up are the runts the runts are child thieves around the city of god and there is a heartbreaking scene in this fucking movie that involves the runts man and those are some of the characters right there and along the way they'll have there will be plenty of more we'll do our best to get you guys into them so you're not too confused so what do you say brother one more swig for the good man and we'll get into the plot of this fucking fantastic movie that is city of god bottoms up brother cheers Mm. All right. So the film begins with a chicken. Like, chicken is being prepared in the CB, right? Yes. Sharp blades and everything. The fucking chickens are being beheaded. Mm-hmm. I got to point out, they're already dead. All right. So, animal cruelty people out there, don't worry about it. Okay. Mm. Don't be fucking uh, tagging PETA on uh, any of my posts and shit like that. All right. So, one of the chickens ends up escaping. And uh, this is the introduction to Lil Z and his armed group. They go after the chicken, right? And the the thing about this, too, is that they're chasing after a chicken, okay? It's not like the chicken's going to fucking, like, fight back and shit like that. But they're chasing it with their fucking guns, dude. Just, like, right there in the open like that. Mm -hmm. So, you know, shit, (laughs) you know what I mean? Chasing a chicken with a fucking gun, dude. Yeah. You know? Like, uh, fucking Rocky was chasing a chicken by himself to get exercise. These motherfuckers are chasing chickens with fucking guns, Mm -hmm. right? And then we get the introduction of Rocket. He's, he's walking with this friend named Stringy. Not that important of a character, but he's walking. And I remember uh, looking back on it now, uh, Stringy and Rocket are, are talking about like taking pictures and shit and how, oh, you're going to get killed and stuff like that. More on that a little later. Uh, Rocket ends up being in between the chicken and the gang. And then behind him, uh, the cops show up. So he's in harm's way. So it's like, whoa, whoa, what the fuck? Like, what the fuck is going on already, you know? Yeah. The film then flashes back to the 1960s. He's playing soccer. And then a little kid named Lil Dice comes up. And off the bat, this little fucker's rude. Right, brother? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fucking rude. Just mean as shit. And he's, just, he's got an attitude, man. And mm-hmm. he's with the little kid that's got glasses, too. And then we get the introduction to what we call the tender trio. This is Shaggy clipper and rocket's brother goose so the the tender trio what these guys are known for is that what they do is they they steal and then they like steal money and they give it around to the village so a little bit of like robin hood yeah would you say brother yeah i got that vibe for sure yeah so in this scene what they end up doing is that they're robbing a truck and they get they get a grip of money and they start giving it around to the village so because they do this if the cops are ever involved, the villagers do not really, like... They don't really snitch on them, right? Yeah. Which is kind of fucking clever if you ask me. I know it's wrong. Like, it's not cool to be stealing and shit like that. But in a way, it's kind of smart. Yeah. Right? Would you, would you agree, brother? hmm Yeah. And, and then also, like, when they steal and then the cops show up, they start playing soccer so that they blend in with the children. Yeah. The, the thing is that, like, uh, it would not really have fooled me because... Like, they're a lot older than these children. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's not a flower or anything like that, but I still think it was pretty cool because it's not like the cops fucking saw them and they would be like, oh, yeah, it's these motherfuckers. Mm-hmm. They wouldn't need proof and shit like that, right? Yeah. Right. So the Tender Trio, man, the next scene after that is that you see that the Tender Trio is with that like, rude little motherfucker, Lil Dice, and they're smoking weed, man. This little motherfucker's already smoking weed. All right. Yeah, they're pretty young, huh? <laughs> yeah, well, at least fucking Lil' Dice is. Yeah. Like, fucking A, dude. Um, By the way, before I go any forward, the, the kid that played Lil' Dice is the same age as me, dude. Oh, all nice. these, Yeah, all these years later and shit like that. But I believe, like, at this time, he was, so 2002, so he was 12. He does not look 12 in this fucking movie.
1: No, yeah, he does. He looks really, well. He looks he, a lot younger, dude. Yeah, he, he looks, looks like, like he's, like, nine, fucking, like, yeah. yeah,
0: like, eight or nine and shit like that so little dice comes up with an idea that it would be cool to rob motels right and the tender trio agreed to do that but they do say like we'll we'll do this shit but no no killing right killing is prohibited in this shit so they go with little dice's plan and little dice thinks that he's gonna be with them like pointing guns like stealing them So it's a motel, dude, but it also kind of looks like a whorehouse. Does it not? That's what it is. It is. It's a whorehouse. Mm, Okay.
1: Yeah.
0: So Lil Dice thinks he's going to be there, but they have him being the shootout or the lookout, excuse me. Mm. Right. And then they tell him, they said, hey, if the cops come, you shoot something and that will alert us to get the fuck out of there. Yeah. Right. So they start robbing the rooms. Uh, It's a whorehouse, like I mentioned, basically. And then you hear a shot. So it makes them be like, oh, shit, the cops are on their way. Hmm. And then they take off. But you don't really see what happens. More on that a little later. What you do see is that a lot of people in this fucking motel slash whorehouse are all fucking dead, man. Yep. So the tender trio, they get away in a car, and I believe it's Clipper. Clipper is the one that's driving, and he crashes the fucking car. hmm Right? Which, like, it kind of it doesn't really make sense because, like, he because when he comes out, he fucks up his ankle. He fucks up his ankle in the car, not in the crash. Right. Not before. So it's like they had all this space. So how the fuck were they able to was he able to crash so fucking like so wildly? Uh, I thought he twisted. Did he twist his ankle running? I thought he twisted it like during the crash. I no. don't really recall. It was before, like right before they get in the car. OK, so let's let's assume that then. OK, that would yeah. make more sense and shit like that. Uh, the car crashes, and then it crashes, like, into this, like, little tiny, like, bar, kind yeah. of, like, one of that, and that is owned by a man named Shorty, all right? Shorty ends up calling the fucking cops. I just mentioned that the Tender Trio, they just steal shit and give it to the village, and they don't, like, call the cops, but this motherfucker does. Um, Because of this shit, I already mentioned, Clipper has a fucked up ankle. He can't run on foot too well, so what ends up happening is Goose kind of, like like, holds them, and they run into the woods while Shaggy goes around town, starts shooting to get attention away from Clippers so that they can go into the woods. Yeah. What Shaggy does is he ends up going to this girl's house, right? And then, I don't know if this, like, you, you tell me, brother, like, is this how they first met? Or is it, like, was it already his lady? That's when they first met, I think. Right, because the way he looks at her, it's like, oh, shit, like, his breath's taken away by her beauty and shit like that, right? Yeah. Because he's just knocking on her door and he says, I need to hide. Mm. And since they, he's one of the people that gives the money to the village, the woman just says, yeah, come on in. Yes. And shit like that, right? That's exactly what happened, right? Oh. Uh-huh. All right, cool. So that, that makes more sense, too. So while Clipper and Goose are out uh, hiding into the woods, Clipper gets a fucking like epiphany. He basically says, like, you know what? Fucking this uh, this gangster life shit ain't for me, man. I'm getting the fuck out, man. Uh, and then he fucking, like, even though with a fucked up ankle, he leaves, right? He says he ends up finding out. We end up finding out that he, like, starts going to church and starts turning his life around and shit like that. Mm-hmm. Um, the cops are still looking for whoever the fuck was responsible for the motels. So while Clipper is fucking walking away, he doesn't give a fuck, dude. He sees the cops that are looking for him, but he just keeps on walking. And there's a random dude, like an innocent fucking bystander right behind him. And the cops think it's him, the innocent person. So they fucking shoot him, dude. Mm -hmm. They fucking kill him, dude. And then they frame basically the kid for the shit in the motel. Right? Yeah. So then why the fuck would they still be? Well, like, how would they fucking know that there were more people involved if they already blamed the murder on this fucking kid? I don't think they blamed it on the kid, but I mean, I don't know. I because was... they put the gun in his hand too.
1: Oh, the the one that they killed. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I guess, I guess
0: they were just planning it. That's some bullshit, right there, bro. Mm-hmm. Because like later, a little, eventually, a little more. When this uh the film continues, they say that they're still looking for uh like more people that were involved with these like motel murders. Three months later, it's like how would they know? There were more people involved, so like, why would they still be looking for others and shit like that? I think they knew it was more than one person, mm-hmm. but I don't know if they knew exactly. Yeah, there was no proof of it. That's why, like, all the villagers they 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 didn't rat on anybody.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Just well, I guess maybe that fucking dude. Uh, what's the shorty? Maybe him, but I, I don't fucking
1: know. Yeah, do. he is the one. He's the one that told them that they're
0: hiding in the forest. Okay, okay, that's fair enough for me then. Right there. Okay, uh, eventually, Shaggy ends up uh, when he when I did mention that like he saw a woman that took his breath away. The woman's name is Bernice, right, so they end up being a couple um later on, then you see goose, he's being scolded by his dad, who then fucking like uh he gives his gun to rocket, right, and like uh, his dad kind of knew that like Goose was one of the people that fucked up everything, right. And I like how the, the scene transitioned because the dad, like, just slaps the shit out of him, right? Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> was, that was a nice transition. One thing I like, I appreciate a lot about movies are the transitions and shit. So this shit, you, you see a fucking slap. Yeah. And it was good. So it, his dad tells him, you're going to be selling fish with me. And that's going to be your new fucking job now. And then, so he, t- he goes up to Rocket. Uh, that is Goose. He goes up to Rocket and he says, hey, like, uh, I don't want you to be me, basically. Here's a fucking gun. I want you to hide it. You have to promise me you're never going to use this fucking gun ever. Ever, right? So then eventually, it's fast forward now, three months later. There's an argument, like, about the deaths, right, where Bernice and Shaggy are talking about the deaths in the motel. Because let's remember, like, when, when the shot, when Lil Dice did the shot, that means they have to take off and run. So Shaggy was not aware that they were deaths in the motel. It's mm. all that shit that happened. So that's why he gets mad at Bernice, because Bernice kind of blames Shaggy for the deaths. But yeah. but he's like, what the fuck? I didn't fucking kill anybody. Uh-huh. All right. Um, but Bernice also like is she only brings this shit up also because she wants Shaggy to change because she doesn't want to live or like build a future like with a fucking gangster, basically, or a piece of shit. Mm-hmm. All right. Um. So then let's fast forward to a scene, bro, where Goose is selling fish. To Shorty's wife, Shorty, the same motherfucker who called the cops, and then and then we get to a scene right where Shaggy's wife is talking with a neighbor, and they're doing what I call this in my notes, but I put banana talk. Do you remember what? I, oh the, the yeah, yeah. Sh- mm-hmm. <laughs> so basically, this this neighbor, it's another woman, tells uh, Goose or excuse me, um, Shorty's wife that when, when with she's with her man. They use a banana, or she uses a banana to, like, pretty much put it from behind while she's uh, being worked on, to say it like that, right, dude? Yeah, yeah. And then the very next scene, you see Shorty's wife with a banana Mm -hmm. on the fucking, uh, on her bed. So you're like, holy shit, she's not wasting time. She's using this fucking banana, like, uh, immediately, right? Mm -hmm. But then you see Shorty fucking breaking in, and it's like, oh, shit. She's in bed using the banana with Goose. Yeah. Right? And fucking hey, dude. And then Shorty fucking grabs like a shovel, I believe, and fucking kills his wife. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Fucking crazy shit while fucking Goose fucking takes off. He runs away, man. He's fucking naked, basically, right? Mm-hmm. Right? And then eventually the neighbor, the same neighbor that did the whole fucking banana talk with her, they, she calls the cops and says that she hasn't seen Shorty's wife in a while. So the cops fucking raid the home, and they find her, like, buried, like, in the home, basically. Yeah, he was burying her in there, yeah. <laughs> Fuck, dude. That's some fucked up shit, dude. Um, and here's the thing, too, is, like, they know, or they at least, Shorty says, okay, it was fucking Goose, right? So this makes the cops go to Rocket and Goose's home. So they raid his fucking house, too. And then let's remember that Goose gave Shorty, or excuse me, uh, Rocket a gun. And he just put it in a drawer, so while they're like cleaning everything out, one of the cops is about to fucking find the gun, but then they say, "Oh hey, we found something else over here," and then they just fucking stop. Hmm. so they were like that close away to finding like evidence or of a fucking gun and shit like that. while that's going on, you see uh, shaggy excuse me uh goose again he's running away he's He's naked, basically. By this time, he I think he just has shorts on now. Yeah, and he finds little dice with Benny, and they have shit tons of money, mm-hmm. right? But then it transitions back to Bernice and Shaggy. They are robbing a cab, like a taxi, basically, right? Mm-hmm. And this piece of shit taxi, dude, um, it's it's a piece of junk, right? So it's hardly running. It's it's to the point where uh, he has to like push. Shaggy has to get off and fucking push, yeah. and he makes Bernice like hold the fucking gun to the taxi driver because they're they're making their escape. They're getting out of the city of God. Yeah, is what is what's going on. Uh, one thing I want to do bring up though is that Bernice, we did mention her say like, oh, dude, I don't want to like feel, like have a life with basically a low life, a gangster, a, like a, a piece of shit, right? Yes. Yeah, she's right there holding a fucking gun to a cab's a, a cab driver's head. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. I guess she's a keeper, bro. She's willing to go to this plan just to get out of the city, god. Yeah, she's trying to get out, yeah. <laughs> you know. Um but yes, dude. So, while that's going on, man, Shaggy is pushing this piece of shit taxi. And then while that's going on, Shaggy, excuse me, fuck Shorty is being arrested by the cops. And he's being handcuffed and he can see Shaggy pushing this fucking cab to where Shorty says, "Hey, that fucker you're looking for, he's over there pushing the, uh, the taxi. So mm-hmm. then they go after him. And then it starts, it turns into bullshit, it, mayhem basically, because he starts fucking, they start shooting at him. Mm-hmm. And then he's, uh, Shaggy's already pushing the taxi good enough so that the taxi driver can just fucking take off. But Bernice doesn't fucking shoot him. She ends up shooting the cops that are shooting Shaggy.
1: Yeah.
0: Right? And then fucking Shaggy gets mortally fucking wounded, man. And this is how he fucking dies. Mm -hmm. And you never see, you don't really see Bernice, you see her Bernice like again only one time, but that's how she fucking leaves the city of God with the fucking taxi driver fucking off. Uh, Man, that shit was crazy. And while uh, Shaggy's lifeless body is on the ground, you see Rocket right there walking and he sees a man taking pictures of Shaggy's lifeless body. And I think that's the moment where he's kind of like interested in photography. Yeah. That's fucked up. Like, he's interested in photography from seeing a person taking pictures of a dead body. Hmm. Ah, crazy shit right there. That is the end of that chapter. Then it transitions to the 1970s. And it's Rocket. And the, a couple years later now, he buys this, like, piece of shit little camera, right? Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like a it's, a... it's a piece of shit one. It's like bootleg, basically. Uh, And then one thing that's like kind of important that you have to bring up now in the 1970s is that Rocket is a virgin. Yeah. Right? But he's infatuated with a girl named Angelica, right? And Angelica, I, I have seen her in another movie. She's the only person I've seen her like in some other shit. We'll get into that a little later where we get into the other works and stuff like that. The problem with uh wanting to get with Angelica is that she already has a boyfriend, a kid named Tiago. Tiago's like a ginger I did some freckled and shit mm. like that it's like it, I thought I thought that was like really interesting like when I saw like the first time I saw this movie that there were like ginger Brazilians yeah it wasn't um Carrot like, like yeah him yeah. too so yeah. they, like not not only do we see one we see two yeah fuck possibly three dude because mm. uh the dude that deals the weapons later in the movie mm. he was kind of white like no with like reddish hair and shit oh yeah yeah more yeah. on that a little later uh so Angelica and uh Rocket are smoking weed together at the beach. But Tiago shows up and he says, well, like, weed's cool and all, but the real thing to do is snort cocaine. Like, that's what it is, Mm -hmm. you know? And then Rocket says, you know, well, Angelica, if you would like a joint, I can get you one from Blackie. And this is the introduction to Blackie. So Rocket goes all the way to an apartment to get weed. And while he's there getting weed, he gets, there's like a fucking crazy pound at the door. And it's Lil Z, the piece of shit villain in this fucking movie. And before it goes uh, any further, they do like a pretty much a flashback of this entire apartment. So the apartment, this is the complex where like all the drugs are basically at. So it starts off with the history of it by there's a man named Big Boy who takes over this apartment and he uses the kids to like little kids to be drug dealers. One of these kids is Carrot. He likes Carrot because he is trustworthy. And to make it even more, Carrot eventually ends up killing one of his friends because one of his friends uh, needed money badly, like fucking badly, badly. So what Carrot does is he gives him a bunch of weed for him to sell and he can use that fucking money, but he never pays him back. So Big Boy gets fucking mad at him, but he ends up becoming trustworthy because because Carrot's friend never paid him back. fucking kills his own friend man but big boy eventually gets arrested and carrot takes over of the fucking apartment and because of that his friend blackie is the one in charge of the apartment now so this is now full force now uh, full circle now Mm -hmm. that is why blackie is there and uh, rocket is there to get weed and then the pound at the door again so this is fucking so now this is when we end up finding out that Lil Dice, that same little fucking mean little piece of shit, grew up to be Lil Z, man. Mm-hmm. So then the film flashes back to the day the Tender Trio uh, robbed the motel. So what ended up happening is that Lil Dice, when he shot uh, to alert them for the cops, mm-hmm. he did it for no fucking reason and he just started fucking killing everybody, man. Yeah. And then, dude, there's, dude, this fucking child actor. That plays Lil Dice, right? Mm. Is fucking great, man. That fucking kid's uh, facial expressions—how he's laughing and smiling as he's fucking shooting and killing people—is fucking amazing, dude. This was uh, fucking so good, man. I can't. I need to find a picture. There's a certain um, shot that he that the director did where Lil Dice is just fucking shooting and laughing, dude. It it is so fucking good, man. Uh I-, I need to give him his credit for that shit, man. So when he kills all the people, right? That's also how him and Benny eventually got all that fucking money. Yes. And that's when Goose uh they see Goose when he's running away from the cops and he finds Benny and Lil Dice with all the fucking money. He takes the fucking money and then fucking little dice fucking shoots and kills Goose. Mm-hmm. Let's remember now, Goose is little is Rocket's brother. That's yeah. some fucked up shit, man. Mm-hmm. So imagine being in the same room with the person that killed your fucking brother. He yeah. doesn't know that yet, though. He doesn't know that, right? Mm-hmm. Man. So, yes, man, That that is fuck. what a fucking flashback that was, man. Uh, The thing I got to say about Lil Z is that he is, like, respected. There's a scene where, like, they're kind of, like, at a party, right? And he's kind of respected more because of, like, the people fear him. Yep. More More than just, like, because they like him and shit like that. In this party, you can see some familiar people. You see Carrot around there, who is a friend of Benny's. Alright. And let's remember that Carrot is like competition. He is basically like um like taking money away from uh, uh Lil Z, right? Yeah because Lil Z wants complete control of the territory. Yep. Uh in this fucking party, you also see knockout Ned, but we're not there yet. He is like in the back. You could see him, man. Um so when when I just mentioned that he wants to take over the whole territory, he can't take Carrot's territory because he is friends with Benny. And Benny is a super chill dude, man. Super, He's a very likable guy. Um, so, what ends up happening is Lil Z fucking takes over Blackie's apartment. And he tells Blackie, if like, you're gonna work for me now, and we're not selling weed, we're going to sell cocaine. Right? And because of this, man, the little kids, man, are used to run errands and do, uh, to do messages for shit like that. You can even see cops even get drugs from, uh, from like the little kids, right? Uh-huh. That are being supplied by like, Lil Z and shit like that. Yep. All right? We then transition to th- back to the beach with Rocket and Angelica. And this is the introduction to the runs. See, Rocket is trying his best to get with Angelica. Even though Angelica has a boyfriend already. Uh, The runts kind of fucking ruin this shit because they say, hey, like, hey, like, I see a fucking joint in your hand. Can I get some? And then I Helica's like, you know what? Fuck this. I'm getting the fuck out of here. Uh So Rocket's like, oh, here, just fucking keep it. And then he tries to get her back, but it doesn't fucking work out like that. Uh So basically the runts are fucking cock blocking him (laughs) at this point, right? Yeah. (laughs) So then we see Benny. We get an introduction right here um, to a little kid that they call Steak and Fries. But they just call him steak. Um, he gives Benny, because uh, Benny sends him to give him some, like, uh, so, to get him food, right? Yeah. Which is steak and fries and shit like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then this is where you see Tiago again. So remember, that's, Tiago is uh, Helica's boyfriend, the ginger. Though so they broke up at this point. Oh, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's what happens. Um, Tiago, uh, like, like, Benny looks and sees that Tiago, like, has, he likes his clothes and shit like that. Uh-huh. To where he tells Tiago, hey, I'm going to give you some money. And he gives out like a whole fucking wad, huh? Yeah. A wad of fucking money, dude. And he says, hey, I want you to get me a bunch of the clothes that you wear. And shit like that. So he basically starts like hanging out with him, with Rocket, and with Angelica. And that's how they fucking meet. Right? And then we get to like this like random party. Where Benny's all fun. Everybody likes him. Lil Z is fucking feared. And he wants to kill Carrot. That's all he wants to do. Because, like, the th- here's the thing about Lil Z, man. That's, this motherfucker's hungry for power, dude. Mm-hmm. He's not really interested about anything else. He just wants power and money. As opposed to Benny, who, sure, he would probably want that too, but he at least has fun while he's doing it. Because mm-hmm. he has fun with everybody. He's dancing. He's having a good time. He's socializing. But Lil Z just has this, like, shit look on his face the whole fucking time. Mm-hmm. Right? And one thing that we, um, I kind of, like, went over a little bit is that the runts, man. The runts, they do these fucking holdups. Right, they like steal from like these like stores and shit like that, and Lil Z doesn't fucking like that because he wants like uh, like the city to kind of fucking be like to look up to him if there's like problems and shit like that. Yeah. So what happens is like when the runts steal like shit from a store, the store owner goes to Lil Z and says, "Hey, these little fuckers are like stealing from me, man." Right. And this is to me dude, like one of like the fucking most like heartbreaking scenes of the fucking movie. Is that Lil C grabs the little kid, steak and fries, right? Mm-hmm. And this is basically his initiation to join the gang that he's in, man. And so this is a fucking great like aerial shot of you see the runts just talking about shit, right? Mm-hmm. And you see Lil Z with the group fucking just approaching them like real slowly. And I got to say again, man, the acting by these fucking kids is amazing, dude. So they cornered two of the little fucking runts, dude. And they say, like, hey, are you stealing from these fucking stores? So then he gives a gun to Steak and Fries. And he says, all right, Steak, let's see what you got. And he makes him fucking, he's like, well, are you going to shoot him in the hand or the foot? Right? So he shoots one of the little kids in the fucking foot, man. Uh-huh. Oh, heartbreaking. dude. Like, dude, this little kid, I wonder if they really fucked him up or something, dude, because yeah. this fucking acting was amazing. Hmm. Like, what do you think, dude? Yeah, I mean, it sounded like he was really crying. I know, like, I wonder what they did, like, like behind the scenes. Like, I wonder if they, like, shot him with, like, he had to have been infected, inflicted with pain, dude, because, like, this fucking kid looked like he was really fucking suffering. Yeah. Yeah. So, they shoot this little kid in the fucking foot, and then there's another one, and then he gets fucking shot in the head, and he fucking dies. You don't really see it, but it's kind of blurry and shit like that. I thought I thought it was, fuck, this scene was, man, my words don't do it justice, dude. This shit was heartbreaking as fuck. So with this, one of the runs are dead. Steak and fries is now in the fucking group with Lil Z. Heartbreaking shit. Benny now is uh, with Angelica. They're in a relationship. And because now Rocket's all bummed out, he can't be with Angelica anymore. It's not like he's going to fucking steal him from Benny. Because Benny's like a fucking, kind of like a big shot with Lil Z. Yeah. You know? So then because of this shit, Rocket finds a new job at a supermarket. And then the runts don't fucking learn their fucking like le- their lesson, dude, because you see the runts still stealing shit from it. Mm-hmm. And so Rocket then uh, is fired because the the fucking boss thinks that Rocket is with the runts, and oh, he does yeah. and he doesn't get a severance pay out of it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, he got fucked over there big time. And then the transitions to the next chapter, which is a little chapter called "Flirting with Crime," and this is the introduction to a couple to a character right here. So what happens now is, since Rocket doesn't have a fucking job. He needs money, obviously. So him and his friend Stringy decide to fucking rob a bus. Thing is, the bus, like kind of like the the ticket counter, yeah, right, bro, mm. is played by Knockout Ned, mm-hmm. the friendly guy, good-natured motherfucker. Yeah, uh, he—they're about to rob him, but then he's, but then he notices them. He says, "Hey, aren't you guys from the City of God?" Mm-hmm. And they strike up a nice, pleasant conversation. He says he's all about love and peace. He says he knows karate, mm-hmm. although we never fucking see it in the movie, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, this whole scene I thought was pretty
1: uh, cool because it it's uh, Rocket and uh, Stringy. Stringy, yeah, they're they're trying to commit crime, but every time ta- every person they pick turns out to be really cool. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so when they finally get when they get to knock out Ned, he turns out to be cool too. But this is before the taxi guy, right? Or the Remember before, that... yes, before. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. So, go ahead. We're,
0: we're, we're getting there right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, The thing is about Knockout Ned, he says he knows karate. He's all about love and peace, but if he has to, he will use his karate. Mm. Yet we never fucking see it, but there's a good reason for it, man. I mean, yeah, easy for me to say. I don't have a fucking gun pointed at me uh-huh. when I have to use it. More on that a little later. Uh, The next scene, though, so they're not going to fucking rob Knockout Ned. He's a cool dude, right? So they instead uh, go to a bakery now. And this bakery, they, they do, they don't, they're about to do a holdup, but then they say, now fuck this, because the girl at the bakery starts flirting with Rocket. Hmm. She even gives her her number, gives him her number. Yeah. Right? And it's like, well, It's like, fuck her, you're a virgin. Mm-hmm. Hit her up, dude. Yeah, I no, you know, right, yeah. <laughs> But then, because of that, then we get a forensics worker that picks them up. So it's like, what the fuck? Like, were they really going to try to rob a fucking forensics worker? That would have been a dumbass idea.
1: Yeah, I guess.
0: I don't know. They weren't really thinking, right? But this, but here's the thing: this is for like dramatic purposes because this forensics worker that picks them up goes to a scene, right? And then, but before that, they start smoking weed and shit like that. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you noticed, brother, but like one of the they used to roll the weed was the paper that the chick gave him that had her number. Oh yeah. Did you notice that? No, I didn't. Oh, yeah, dude. So that's what they—that's why they did the whole close-up uh, okay. of the thing. Yeah, that's why that paper was like important and shit like that. And so this is the the importance of why they go to that fucking scene. It's because uh, they go to a scene where there's a crime scene, right? Someone just got murdered, mm-hmm. right? And it turns out it was Blackie's girlfriend, right? Mm-hmm. And Lil Z's pissed off because Lil Z, let's remember, he, as much of a piece of shit as he is, dude, Lil Z does not want cops around the area. He doesn't want anything. He just wants the the drug trade to be fucking going nice and fluid and shit. Having a fucking murder scene around that town brings the fucking cops to them. So he gets fucking mad at Blackie. He's fucking pissed, dude. Right? And then while this is going on, Benny is with Angelica. They're talking. They're laying in bed. And they were talking about having a future together. Right? So what what this happens is that Benny wants to get away from the fucking drug trade. Now that he has his Lady Angelica, he wants to go out to a farm, yeah. have kids. They got, he's got enough money, hmm. right? Fuck it. Let's get away and shit. But because this now, they want to build a new future. This is the next uh, chapter, which is called Benny's Farewell. So, right, they're going to do a farewell party for Benny, right? And the thing is, Lil Z is pissed, man. He pulls a gun on a girl. The same girl that fucking, like, because, like, earlier, he, like, wants to go up to a girl, right? But the girl fucking denies him. And what a fucking smaller wit it is. A small world it is. Because the the boyfriend of the girl is knockout nerd, dude. Mm-hmm. And how fucked up it is that because Lil Z's pissed off with everything that's going on, you know, the whole fucking, um, the cops being around because of Blackie killing his girlfriend. You know, Benny now fucking leaving him to build a future with Angelica and being denied by a girl that he was, like, infatuated with. And it turns out it's Knockout Ned's lady. Yeah. So he's pissed, man. So he makes Knockout Ned fucking strip naked in front of everybody in this fucking party, man. Mm-hmm. Right? And the thing is, man, so, again, this is why I bring up how, like, Knockout Ned, he knows karate, but, and he said, well, I'll use it if I have to. Yeah, this would have been a good time to to use it, but fuck, not when you have like fucking uh, a person point a fucking gun at you, man. Uh-uh. Yeah, I'm uh, getting a swig right here, brother. Cheers. Mm. Mm-hmm. Bottoms up, but I'm I'm on my second like or uh, chocolate stout. Mm. Mm-hmm. I'm still digging this shit, man. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Tiago then fucking shows up at this and at this point, bro, he's addicted to yayo now, man. Yeah. Right. He fucking trades a camera to Benny at the farewell party. Where Benny says, hey, you know what, dude? I'm fucking out of this shit, dude. I, I don't want to, I'm out of this thing. Like, I'm not your dealer anymore. And he says, come on, just one more time. So he gives him, he gives him some cocaine, cocaine, right, brother? <laughs> yeah, right? yeah. For this camera. And Benny, being the cool motherfucker that he is, he gives the camera to Rocket. Because he knows that Rocket is an inspiring photographer. Yep. That's fucking cool, dude. Mm-hmm. But Lil Z, being the piece of shit that he is, he sees this shit. And he takes the camera away and he says, Fuck this, you're not taking this camera, dude. Right? I thought it would have been more fitting that he broke the camera in front of him, but he does not. More on that a little later. Mm-hmm. All right. So while this is going on, bro, this scene was fucking awesome, dude. Because while this is going on, uh there's a there's like the party's going on, the lights are flickering. It's like strobe lights, right? Yeah. You see Blackie like lurking. He finally shows up to this fucking party. And he's trying to be, like, inconspicuous, right? He's trying to, like, hide. Yep. Because this motherfucker wants to kill Lil Z, hmm. right? Um, so while this is going on, man, he pulls a fucking gun out. And he fucking shoots. He's trying to shoot Lil Z, but he instead fucking shoots and kills Benny, bro. The coolest motherfucker in the city of God, man. Yep. So let's put things in perspective now. Let's remember that Carrot is the the competition of Lil Z, right? Lil Z wants to fucking kill Carrot, but he can't because Benny is his friend. Mm. So now that Benny is dead, Carrot is fucked, bro. Yeah. All right? Yep. But I, so that, let's put that in perspective, right? Cool. So now I want to bring, I put a star on this fucking scene, brother, because this scene was fucking amazing. It's like, it's only maybe a couple seconds, dude, but fuck, it brings so much, dude, to this fucking scene. And when Benny's on the ground and he's dying, Angelica is, like, covering over him because she's like, dude, like, what the fuck? Like, my future's fucked now, right? The future I wanted to build with this man is gone. But Lil Z doesn't give a fuck, bro. He goes, this is my homie that just fucking died. Angelica, you get the fuck out of here, basically is what he does, right? Yeah. She fucking leaves, and he covers Benny, and he's holding him. He's dead in his arms and being pissed off, bro. This scene, dude, where he fucking starts yelling, just shoots the gun in the air. That is as picture-perfect as, a, as a, of a fucking scene I've seen in movies, bro. Mm-hmm. That little fucking yell with the fucking shot, with the shotgun. Yeah. Excuse me, the fucking gun that he shoots in the air. Uh-huh. Is, it shows so much in that scene, dude. It's only a two-second scene, basically. <laughs> you know but, that... Mm, so fucking good, bro. You know what that reminds me of? Have you ever seen mm. the the movie Hot Fuzz with... Uh... Edgar, Edgar Wright movie, uh-huh. right? Yeah, yeah. yeah
1: uh it rises to the part when his fat friend i forget his name uh you know what i'm talking about his... yeah yeah simon's
0: homie basically yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> uh,
1: when he's talking about point break and he's like <laughs> he's like he's like have you ever have you ever shot the gun up in the air and he went ah and he's like no i've never shot my gun up in the air while going go like no,
0: uh ah! like, ah. that's what it reminds me of when yeah <laughs> brother. good shit right there man yeah. but yeah dude that scene was fucking gorgeous bro loved it and then with the cinematography as it pans back and you see everything And it's an empty room, too. Everybody flees because of the shots ring out. Uh Ah, fucking beautiful scene right there, brother. Blackie then, stupid ass, just killed fucking Benny. He has to go and inform Carrot about this shit. Uh And then fucking Carrot fucking kills him, dude. Which I don't fucking blame him, dude. Yeah. Because of him, his life is fucked, dude. Yep. It's going to be in the back of his mind the whole time now that like fucking someone's going to come after him now that Benny's dead. Yep. And Lil the crazy ass motherfucker wants to take over the whole territory. Mm-hmm. So he kills him, dude. To make shit worse now, Lil Z's pissed, right? He follows Knockout Ned's lady, right? To the, like, in an alley, mm-hmm. which, by the way, she should not even be fucking walking alone. Come on now.
1: I thought she w- wasn't
0: Knockout Ned with her. They were walking together. They, yeah, but she was in the alley. Mm-hmm. And then Ned was on the other side waiting for her. Oh, okay. But so she had to pass through those motherfuckers. Mm. So then they said, All right, you know what? I'm going to go back. And what happens then? Fucking Lil Z and the family or in the gang fucking take him somewhere. They fuck up Ned. They put him on the ground. And Lil Z fucking rapes the chick while fucking Ned watches helplessly, bro. Mm-hmm. Um, the thing that was good about this scene, dude, is that you don't see it. Yeah. Right. Because it's blurry and shit, but you could definitely tell what happens, man. Yeah. I think it was done very well. We don't want to see that type of shit, man. Yeah. Right. But they, they let it know that this is what happens and shit like that. So now, like, uh, oh yeah, and then to to make shit even worse, now, dude, is that Net, uh the Lil Z's family goes to Ned's home, and they start fucking saying like, oh hey, dude, like I need to talk to your brother. Like after the whole rape scene had already happened, right? Yeah. So then Ned comes, um, Ned stays in. Ned's brother says, hey, man, like, hey, we don't want problems and shit, man. Just please just fucking like back off, you know? Till Lil Z says, hey, man, get the fuck out of here. My problem's not with you. And then he's like, go call your brother. I need to fucking handle business with him. So he says, All right, just hold up, all right? And he turns around, he pulls out a shank and he fucking slashes Lil Z, dude. Mm-hmm. But he doesn't, he doesn't get the job done. Yeah. Because of this, dude, the whole gang fucking like, they pretty much shoot fucking him and the entire fucking house, mm-hmm. killing basically everybody except for Ned in the fucking house, man. Mm-hmm. So, fuck, dude, you gotta put shit in perspective now. If you're Ned, dude, you are a man of love and peace. All right. Your lady just got raped by this piece of shit. And then they fucking shot up your house and killed your fucking brother. Mm-hmm. You're not gonna be about love and peace anymore, man. Yeah. You're gonna wanna fucking take like your anger out on some shit. And this is where fucking Carrot comes in, man. Mm-hmm. Carrot comes in. And he says, hey, I know you're grieving, man. Let's join forces, man. And that's basically what fucking happens. Because in the next scene, uh, Lil Z sends steak and fries to send a message to Carrot. And the message is that the drug war will stop if he kills Ned. But fucking Ned is right there, dude. Uh-huh. And that was like fucking sick. And he's like right there. He's like he takes guns and shit. And he says, hey, I'm going to join you, man, but no killing innocent people. Yeah. Right? And sh- you'll see how fucking quickly shit turns around, man, because in the next fucking chapter, this is the story of Knockout Ned. So while, while like, the uh, Ned's, like, his, his morals are completely out the fucking window now. He doesn't mm. give a fuck about love and peace anymore. Yeah. None of that shit. Yep. Everything's fucked over, man. So what happens now is that they start holding up jewelry stores, gun stores, supermarkets, all that shit. In the supermarket, Carrot fucking saves Ned, knock out Ned's life. And he says, Hey, man, no innocent people. This motherfucker's about to kill you, and he shoots him. Mm -hmm. And basically, you see Ned just going, Hey, fuck it, thank you. Right? Yeah. And then in the next scene, bro, this is an important scene right here, man. Let's remember this scene, all right? They hold up a bank, right? And Ned fucking kills and he shoots a security guard. Yep. Right? The security guard. Is then, like, when he gets shot, you see that a little kid is, like, holding up the security guard, right? Uh-huh. You see it vaguely in the background, man. So let's remember that shit, man. And while this is going on, Rocket now is starts working for a newspaper route, mm-hmm. right? And I think that's important, too, because, like, he has the newspaper, so he knows what's in the front page mm-hmm. and shit like that, right? So let's remember that Rocket is working for a newspaper route now, all right? But because of this fucking, like, drug war, man, the city of God is divided, man. Like, anybody, like, is fucking questioned and shit like that. And because, like, um, Lil Z wants Carrot's army to be fucked up and and Carrot's army wants Lil Z's, our um, little gang, to get fucked up. Basically, anybody, like, joins their fucking gangs, basically, right? For, like, the stupidest fucking reasons, dude. I mean, like, I mean, there were some valid reasons. Like, why do you want a gun with us? He goes, oh, uh, some guy in this gang fucking raped my sister. Mm-hmm. It's like, cool, here's a gun. You're in our gr- army now. You could have said some shit like, oh, yeah, um, Lil Z fucking looked at me weird. Mm-hmm. All right, cool, here's a gun. Yeah, exactly. You know, like, yeah. the fucking reasons that they joined these gangs were fucking ridiculous, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're go Saying that shit is that the gangs become increasingly bigger and bigger, all right? So one of the kids that shows up to um Carrot's gang is a kid named Otto. Mm-hmm. And they ask Otto, what do you want to join our gang for? And he says, to avenge my father's death. They said, cool, here's your fucking gun right here, man. So, during a, fu- so, man, when we fast forward to this shit, man, there's a fucking crazy shootout, right? And Steak and Fries is killed in this fucking shootout, right? So, knockout Ned. Okay, I, I did mention right now that Ned, like, is- his morals are all fucked up now. Yeah. The little piece of morals that he has is still inside him, mm-hmm. case in point, right here, where he, he sees steak and fries dead on the ground. So he, like, he like kneels down next to him and starts praying. But because of this shit, he is shot, bro. Yep. And he's fucking arrested, right? And because he's arrested, they take pictures of him. And this pisses off Lil Z because he's pissed off that that's pictures in the front of the newspaper. Yeah. Right? Because what I like, um, what's the word I'm looking for, brother? Like, he's just real arrogant. Like, he wants the attention on him only. He's Uh, like, he's just so selfish, right? Like, he just, he wants all the attention. Yeah, he's a narcissist. Thank you, brother. Egotistical. Thank you. Like, perfect right there, man. Mm. So, because of this shit, he's like, you know what? Fuck this. I want my fucking picture in the front news. Right? So, he gets somebody to go and get Rocket. And he says, Rock, I want you to take fucking pictures of me right now, dude, of this fucking gang. Mm -hmm. Right? The the funny thing is that, like, during this scene, though, nobody knows how to work the camera. Yeah. So that's why he goes and gets Rocket. Yeah. And then when when Rocket takes the pictures, he says, all right, this is your camera now. Benny wanted you to have the camera anyways, right? Yep. So that's why he didn't break the camera in front of Benny when he took it from him when Benny gave it to him. Mm -hmm. I thought that was really fucking good right there, man. Yeah, cool. yeah. Uh, so the thing is, like, he takes the pictures, and he takes it to that newspaper. We're uh, building where where he's at to get them developed, where he's working for the newspaper route. Uh, there is a lady there that sees the pictures because he has them getting developed, and this lady takes the pictures and publishes them without Rocket's fucking um, consent. Consent, dude. Thank you, brother. Oh. And this is crazy because now. When Rocket is doing his route and he sees what's in the fucking front of the newspaper in the front page, he realizes and he says, holy shit, these are the pictures I took.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Not knowing that Lil Z wanted that, right? Yeah. He thinks Lil Z is going to be pissed off about this, so now he's fearing for his fucking life. Mm-hmm. The lady's name that did this, is uh, her name is Marina. A little bit on her a little later. So pissed off that Rocket uh, is fearing for his life. He goes back to the... Uh, The newspaper place. And he says, hey, you fuckers, you guys took these fucking, published these pictures without my fucking consent. Fuck you. Now I'm going to fucking die. So what's going to happen now? And he says, hey, we'll give you money for more pics. You just need to get fucking out there a little more. And he says, all right, no problem. But where the fuck am I going to sleep now? Mm -hmm. Because I I can't go back to the city of God. Like, they're going to fucking kill me. Yeah. Right? So then, Marina, the same fucking lady, I gotta uh, like explain too that she's a lot older than Rocket. That (laughs) be (laughs) well, right? She's a lot older than Rocket. She says, "Hey, uh, I'll let you stay at my place." And not only does Rocket accept like going over to her pad to sleep because he can't go to the theater guy anymore, but he also accepts basically like the job, right? Hmm. That if you pay me to take these fucking pictures, I'll fucking do it as long as you fucking give me money for them, Hmm. right? And so he goes to Marina's house. They have a good time. I think they're drinking a little bit, right? Yeah. And then she gets horny, <laughs> and she takes fucking Rocket's virginity, dude. Yeah. So Rocket, he he just he was infatuated with Angelica, uh. and he settles for an older woman named Marina. Good for Rocket, man. Yeah. Sometimes the most unexpected shit happens.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> that was a little too neat for my taste. The way that it <laughs> happened. But... How so, brother? Just because it's like it was one second he was like fearing for his life and then she's like well don't worry you can stay at my place okay we can have sex oh uh, it's just like really like it just happens like that yeah I that's mean, true i mean well, maybe maybe truth is stranger
0: than fiction right yeah but but the thing too is like this is another great example of a of a good transition right here mm-hmm. is that so rocket loses his virginity and so he's also one thing i forgot to mention is that uh, rocket is also the narrator in this film mm-hmm. right so he says well, I lost my virginity. Someone else is getting fucked. <laughs> right? uh, yeah. And then this is how we transition to the next scene where a security guard at the jail that Knockout Ned is at, mm-hmm. he is fucking one of the nurses. Mm, yeah. So while he's being distracted, Carrot helps Ned escape jail. Mm-hmm. Hey, man. I thought that was a fucking beautiful transition, bro. <laughs> yeah. Pretty good. Just pretty clever. <laughs> yeah. And so and then, while he's escaping, Lil Z now, let's remember. Anybody is, like, can be in these fucking gangs now, right? So Lil Z, not really thinking here, he starts giving the runts fucking guns, man. Yeah. Not exactly the best thing to do right here, right? Mm-hmm. And so then what you see is a chicken being um, prepared for food. Mm-hmm. And this is coming opening full circle yeah. now, the opening scene of the film. The chicken escapes. Uh, Lil Z and the gang go after the chicken. Rocket is going into the city of God. That's why stringy tells him, Hey man, they catch you. You're going to fucking die. Yeah. Right. Just like how we said in the beginning of the film, rocket is in the middle, just like the film begins. And he starts. And then Lizzie fucking sees him. And he says, Hey, take pictures of me and the gang. And there's a fucking gorgeous shot of them taking the shot. I believe it's part of the cover of um, the poster for city of God Mm -hmm. of all of them. The gang with all holding guns and shit like that. Yeah. He takes the pictures of the gang the, fucking, uh, the cops show up, but then the cops aren't fucking stupid. They fucking see that they're outnumbered by this fucking big gang. They fucking take off, and then fucking Knockout Ned and his fucking army fucking show up. It's funny that I say Knockout Ned's army, because by this time I saw Knockout Ned fucking kill more people than Carrot did. Yeah, exactly. Right? And fucking mayhem happens, bro. Mm-hmm. It's fucking crazy. Everybody's fucking shooting at each other. Rocket's taking pictures of the whole fucking scene. Tiago, it's remember now, the ginger, mm-hmm. right? He gets into this fucking truck with Lil Z. It's kind of reminiscent to like the, the Tender Trio, right? When they robbed that fucking truck. Mm-hmm. that had like, it looked like gasoline tanks, right? Yeah. Right? He gets into a car that's like really reminiscent to this shit. And fucking Ned shoots Tiago who was driving. Fucking kills him, bro. That shit was brutal looking. Yeah. And then crashes the shit. So now Lil Z's fucked up in this fucking thing. Mm -hmm. Ned is then fucking, he sees the little kid Otto in the fucking grounds. Remember, Otto was the one that took the gun and said, why do you want to join? He's like, to avenge my father's death, right? Mm -hmm. He fucking, like, comforts him because it looks like he's going to fucking die. And as you fucking see, man, Ned's about to take off because he's been informed by Carrot that uh, Lil Z's been fucked up in the car crash. Otto gets his gun and he fucking shoots Ned, bro. Yeah. And then we have a flashback. The very same flashback where Ned is at the fucking bank where he shoots a security guard. Mm -hmm. And the security guard was being held by a kid. That fucking kid was Otto, man. Yeah. And Otto joined Carrot's gang to avenge his father's death and kill Ned. And that's exactly what he did. But he went down with it. Mm -hmm. That was fucking crazy, bro. I thought it was good. I did not see that coming. Yeah, me either. Yeah, so if you go back and watch the movie, you go back to that bank scene with the little kid, uh, like, holding up the security guard. That was his dad. Mm-hmm. Good shit right there, man. Again, Rocket is taking pictures of the whole fucking scenario. Lil Z then is arrested by Carrot. Uh, no, excuse me, Lil Z and Carrot are arrested. Which, which, by the way, dude, like, in this car crash, though, it looked pretty fucking brutal. Mm-hmm. But Lil Z kind of looked like he was a little unscathed, no? Yeah, I guess, yeah. Yeah. I I, I would have liked a little more if he, like, came out limping, but you could still see he was fucked up. Yeah. Yeah. But Carrot, they're both arrested. But the cops released Lil Z, because mm-hmm. it's, remember now, like, the cops used to fucking get drugs from Lil Z. Yeah. Right? So what they end up doing is Lil Z bribes him with all the fucking money he's got with him, dude. Right? So he's out. He's escaped, while Carrot's still fucking, like, in the back of the patrol car. Yeah. The runts then fucking show up, man. They corner Lil Z because it's, remember, Lil Z gave him fucking guns. Mm-hmm. Not the brightest idea. And let's also remember way back that Lil Z fucking killed one of the runts. Yep. They corner him and they fucking kill him, bro. They shoot him. Rockets taking pictures of Lil Z's body. He has exactly what he wants. He's got the pictures that he's going to take back to his job and publish them. Fucking brutal shit right there. They do get published eventually in the paper. Mm-hmm. Rocket gets the job at that place like he did. It's more than an internship at this point. Yeah. The runts fucking take over. They have they're armed and they talk about what fucking uh, plans they have to run and take over the city of God, man. Mm-hmm. And with fucking Lil Z dead, who the fuck knows? And everybody's basically dead, man. Ned's dead. Like, who the fuck is going to take over? But the runts now who are fucking armed, man. And that concluded one of the fucking, one of my favorite films of all time, bro. City of God. Please, please do yourself a favor. Watch this fucking movie. I'm telling you guys, you will enjoy this movie. If you do not like this movie, I give you permission to slap me in the face, man. I fucking love this movie, brother. What do you got to say? Yeah, this movie,
1: I I enjoyed it too. I went into it completely blind. I had no idea what it was about. Uh, it took me a little while to get into it, just because there was a lot going on. But mm-hmm. I would say maybe about twenty or thirty minutes in, I was actually uh, pretty hooked into it. And then, uh, I would say right around Benny's death, I was like a hundred percent into it. And then mm-hmm. I, I, by the time it ended, I really liked it. I like the way, I like the way that it it progressed and wrapped up.
0: Yeah, it was brilliant, brother. Mm-hmm. So um, we'll get into our overall thoughts in a little bit. But first, I gotta get. It's gonna be very brief because I I am not really familiar with Fernando Merez. He hasn't really done much since City of God, but I do want to bring up that there is a City of God documentary. It's called City of God 10 Years Later. And it talks about all the actors after all the success of City of God. And it's not exactly a good story, man. Because while all the people that that were behind the scenes that produced the film, they got rich and they got their fucking they got paid, right? Yeah. The child actors and all the people did not. And they're still living out in the uh, in the slums of Brazil, man. Uh, I believe I saw it on Netflix. I don't know if it's there, but check out "City of God." Ten years later, and the only person that I was familiar was the the girl that played Angelica, Alice Braga. Have you seen "I Am Legend," brother? I have. She's in it. It's been a long time. I think yeah, the it's, I yeah. Same here, yeah. but It's been a long time. And so, all of you out there, if you enjoyed Angelica, um, Alice Braga. Uh, how she portrayed on she is in a show called Queen of the South Yeah she's in that I've heard I haven't watched it but I've heard good things about it I think uh a cousin of mine told me that she watches it and she fucking loves the show hmm. And uh Alice Braga is the main uh actress in that show Queen of the South So what do you say brother think it's time we get one more streak for the good memory here and we give our overall thoughts what do you say Let's do it Bottoms up brother cheers Mhm so, overall, brother, if you don't mind, let me go first. Yes, yeah, since this was my pick. Yeah, so, overall, brother, I fucking love this movie. This was fucking amazing. I hadn't seen it in some years, man. It's been a, a long time. But going back to it, I still loved it. It still holds up to this day. It's fucking crazy to think it's been 20 years later. I still love it, man. Massive credit to the actors who made this fucking who made their debuts making this fucking movie. This was fucking amazing. And what I liked about Cedia God, is that there were characters that were likable. There were characters that you fucking hated. Benny, to me, was my favorite character, even though he's a, a drug dealer. I still really, like, felt, like, bad when he died. Uh, his best friend's a piece of shit. I was happy to see when he fucking died. Mm-hmm. Although it was, like, a little different that it was the runts that did it. But at the same time, it still made sense. Yeah. Right? I love the direction of this, man. Um. There were, like, some parts where it had, like, shaky camera things, but I I don't. I've said it many times on the podcast. I'm not real big on shaky camera things, but to me, like when they're chasing after a chicken, it makes sense and shit like that. Uh-huh. So cinematography wise, I had no problems with it, man. Uh, it, it's a great depiction of how life would be in the slums of Brazil. Um, again, I've thought about a second opinion of fucking wanting to go out there and visit Brazil. I fucking love this movie, bro. It's fucking flawless. Call Eric Aaron's sister. I'm gonna call. I'm gonna give this a perfect ten, brother. Hmm. I fucking love this. One of my favorite movies of all time. Nice.
1: Uh, this one, like I said, uh, I went into it blind. It was a little slow to start for me, but uh, I didn't really have any qualms with it. I thought that it was well shot. Um, the story was interesting. I liked it better af- when it hit the 1970s. Mm-hmm. The, the the pre, the 1960s, a little bit slow for me. The but- tender trio, yeah. Mm-hmm. But once we hit that part, it was uh, pretty well done. I liked the characters and the, and the way that they acted. Uh, I felt like they were pretty believable. Uh, little Z was, you know, a piece of shit. He was, like, an ugly motherfucker. <laughs> and, I mean, I guess that's kind of mean, right? Because <laughs> it was like, that wasn't acting. right, <laughs> I mean, they they say it in it, too. Yeah. Rocket
0: narrates that he's ugly.
1: Yeah, and Rocket was an interesting character. Um he was like an interesting narrator, I guess you could say. Cinematography, I didn't have any problems with it. Um there's nothing that blew me away, but again, I don't really have a, a great eye for that kind of stuff. Uh at least not like you. But overall, I did enjoy this movie. I could see myself watching it again. Um I'm gonna give this one an eight out of ten.
0: Fuck yeah, elite range, brother. Mm-hmm. Fuck yes. Bottoms up to that. Cheers. Mm-hmm. on cue i just finished my beer brother mm-hmm. just like we're about to wrap up this episode man so thank you everybody for taking the time out of your busy day to check out this episode man please join us next week it's danny's pick man yeah yeah it's so it's gonna be a fucking banger you absolutely know it and the only clue i have for the ones that know me is that in this next film the lead is my favorite actor of all time <laughs> so i am super stoked that you picked this one for a pick brother yeah so fuck, can't wait for that man so please join us for that one be on the lookout remember to be kind one another man thank you all so much for the continued support much love to all of you peace Mwah. see you later Thank you for sticking with us to the very end. Please join us next week as we review an early 90s film starring the great Daniel Day-Lewis. And that movie is The Last of the Mohicans, a film directed by Michael Mann. Please do yourself a favor and check out this film before joining us for the discussion portion of the show. Love to all and bottoms up.